The New York Islanders have no more margin for error as they face the Carolina Hurricanes tonight in Game 5 with the season on the line. We'll break down what the Islanders need to do to keep this series alive and a whole lot more coming up on today's Locked On Islanders podcast. Broussard tees it up, and a save is made by Bobrovsky. Nelson, Barzell with the open net, and he scores! Hi, and welcome to the Locked On Islanders podcast, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. I'm your host, Gil Martin. I'm an Islanders columnist and historian. And I wrote the book Ice Wars, which covers the complete history of the Islanders' rivalry with the Rangers from 1972 to the modern era. And welcome, everybody, to the Tuesday edition of the Locked On Islanders podcast, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. want to thank everyone for making Locked On Islanders your first listen every day. And don't forget to subscribe on your podcatcher of choice or on YouTube so you can get new episodes as soon as they drop. Today's episode is brought to you by GameTime. Download the GameTime app, create an account, and use code LOCKEDONNHL for $20 off your first purchase. We have got a lot to discuss. Tonight's big game five coming up. But first, if there's something Islanders related on your mind, if you have a question, a comment, maybe a topic you'd like us to discuss on a future episode, feel free to send us an email. The email address, LockedOnIslanders at gmail.com. And if you leave your first name and where you're from, we're happy to mention you on the show when we discuss whatever it is that's on your mind. You could also follow the show on Twitter at LockedOnIsles. And you could follow me, Gil Martin, on Twitter at IceWars, N-Y-R-V-S-N-Y-I. We'll keep you up to date on all the latest Islanders news notes and happenings, and I am live tweeting during every Islanders home and road game. So join me for some instant insight and analysis, and hey, it's always great to talk a little Isles hockey with fellow Islanders fans, game time or any time. So please do reach out. Well, it's pretty simple math when you think about it. Tonight, the Islanders are in Carolina for Game 5 of this hopefully best-of-seven series. And for the Islanders, it's it's a 7 o'clock Eastern time start. And if they win, the series continues. If they lose, they hit the links and the season is over. Now, don't forget, it's Islanders-Hurricanes, 7 o'clock Eastern time tonight. Winner go home. Catch every minute of this big playoff game with an Islanders hometown broadcast on SiriusXM on the SXM app. Just search Islanders. So, we're, we're coming into this game, and I could say right now I don't expect significant line changes. I know some people uh, in different comments have sort of suggested, okay, uh, maybe go with Varlamov instead of Sorokin. I, I could tell you right now, that's not what's going to happen. Um, 
maybe they look to get Josh Bailey in the lineup, but I don't think necessarily that that's going to happen either. But realistically, here's here's what has to happen. The Islanders have to play their game. They have to play better than what they've been playing thus far. An interesting comment at practice on Monday from Lane Lambert about the team's top line. And it it was a little bit uh, interesting talking about a lack of chemistry on this top line. And, you know, it, it has been clear throughout the playoffs that this team needs more <clears throat> from the first line. I mean, they have three goals total in four games, and one of them, as we know, was the shorthanded goal late in the game by Bo Horvat when the game was already out of reach by comparison. The Carolina Hurricanes' first line has nine points in the series. That is triple what the Islanders have so far. And that is certainly, you know, you can't lose that battle that badly. If you're the Islanders and the and let's say the goal differential between the Hurricanes' first line and the Islanders' first line was one or two, maybe even three over the course of four games. You could live with that if your other lines are being productive, but you can't live with nine points to three points. That just isn't getting it done. And Lane Lambert had this to say at practice about the Horvat-Barzal-Lee line. It's not them individually. It's the line itself. I think they've got to be a little tighter, a little more connected, and help each other out a little bit more. He also went on to say that he didn't think Barzal's injury and missing eight weeks was the reason for this problem. No, I don't think it has anything to do with Barzal missing the time he did. We've talked about it. This series has been even. You look at the even strength scoring chances. We're ahead of them in goals at even strength. They play tight. We play tight. So you have to support. The first line has to have support as well. Look, There is no surprise in my mind about the difference between the the second line, which has produced a lot of the offense, and that's Nelson, Engvall, and Palmieri, and the first line. And I've been saying even before the playoffs started that Anders Lee and Bo Horvat are too similar in skill set and style of play to complement each other well on the top line. And I'm not saying I necessarily have a better answer for the top line. They've tried Josh Bailey. They've tried Hudson Fashing. They've tried uh, Kyle Palmieri. They have, since Bo Horvat was acquired, they've tried Simon Holmstrom. They've tried a lot of different people, and... Nobody seems to be a a great fit on that line with Horvat and Barzal. And Anders Lee, to me, again, just doesn't seem to be, uh, you know, the guy who fits in well with that duo. And it's really hurting the Islanders. Now, look, I I don't want to single out Bo Horvat, but there's no question 
that Horvat, who has one goal in four games so far in this series, and as we mentioned, it was the, the shorthanded breakaway goal with, what, 2.05 left in a game the Islanders were trailing 5-1. to one. That's not enough. The Islanders need more from Bo Horvat. Matthew Barzal, they need more from him, too. Anders Lee has to finish better. The, the third line of Pajot and Fashing and Parise has to get more production. They're getting chances, but they can't seem to finish. And right now, the Islanders need to find that ability, which quite honestly has been a struggle for them all year, to finish their opportunities because you don't get a lot of chances against the Carolina Hurricanes. The Carolina Hurricanes put pressure on the puck carrier, and they really force you to move the puck quickly, usually by passing, counting on the fact that you're going to make a mistake and you're going to turn the puck over, or if you opt to dump and chase, that their defensemen are more mobile, they'll go back and get the puck, and you will not get quality scoring opportunities. They keep you on the perimeter. The Islanders and the Hurricanes play similar styles, and the Islanders don't have the offensive talent that the Hurricanes have in order to overcome that tight-checking, keep-you-away-from-the-high-danger-areas system. You've got to convert. If you're only going to get 25 shots on goal in a game, you need three goals. You, you've got to score more often than what the Islanders have been doing. And that's definitely a big thing. They need more from Horvat, more from Lee. Barzi, right now, it's his fifth game back. He should be rounding into shape. And Noah Dobson, that's the offense. They need more, as I said, pretty much from almost everybody. And then defensively, Noah Dobson can't keep turning the puck over in his own zone. Sebastian Ajo has to keep it smart and simple. And the Islanders have to do a better job of transitioning out of their own zone to make things work. Otherwise, it's going to be a very short season. It could end tonight, and I'm seriously hoping that that is not going to be the case. We have got a lot more to get to on the show. We'll talk about some more things the Islanders need to be better at. Plus, uh, we'll answer some of your questions. We've got a lot more to get to on today's Locked On Islanders podcast. Today's episode is brought to you by Indeed. When you're drafting your fantasy team, do you ever wish you could handpick the best stars for your business team? Well, if you're building a talent roster, you need Indeed. Indeed is the hiring platform where you can attract, interview, and hire all in one place. Don't spend hours on multiple job sites looking for candidates with the right skills when you can do it all with Indeed. Find top talent fast with Indeed's suite of powerful hiring tools like matching, assessments, and virtual interviews. Hate waiting? Indeed's U.S. data shows over 80% of Indeed employers find quality candidates whose resumes on Indeed match their job description the moment they sponsor a job. Indeed knows when you're growing your own business, you have to make every dollar count. That's why with Indeed, you only pay for quality applications that match your must-have job requirements. Visit Indeed.com slash 
locked on to start hiring now. Just go to Indeed.com slash locked on. Indeed.com slash locked on. Terms and conditions apply. Cost per application pricing not available for everyone. Need to hire? You need Indeed. So, the Islanders, they need more. And one of the areas they need more from, and I, I know this is a little bit of a surprise, but it's Ilya Sorokin. Ilya Sorokin's numbers in the playoffs do not add up to the numbers he had in the regular season. And usually in the playoffs, scoring is harder to come by. His save percentage in the regular season was 924. In the playoffs, it's down to 917. His goals against average in the regular season, Ilya Sorokin, 2.34. In the playoffs, it's 2.96. He hasn't been bad, I think, out of the three games the team has lost. One of them, he was just not particularly close to his usual self. But in the other two, especially game one, I don't blame him for game one and, and, and game four that they lost. Like I said on yesterday's show, all those goals were high-quality danger chances where I don't think he could have done a, a lot to change that outcome. But the Islanders need Ilya Sorokin to be grade A, top-of-his-game Ilya Sorokin. And so far, they have not been getting that. The other area that we absolutely have to speak about is the power play. And look, not gonna not gonna lie about it. It's been an absolute disaster for the New York Islanders over the course of this season. Uh, over the course of this series, excuse me. And you know, you could sit there and talk about, oh yeah, the officiating needs to be better. It hasn't been uh, what we expected or what we wanted. And, and, you know, you could talk all you want about that. And you know what? There is some truth for to that, but they're going to call what they're going to call. And the thing that bothered me about game four was after the Islanders got called for some questionable penalties, they changed their style. You can't do that. You're going into this game... You have to play to your strengths. And one of the Islanders' advantages over Carolina is they are the more physical team. And they cannot just stop being physical. No, the sticks can't come up. You can't stop moving your feet and take those lazy tripping penalties or hooking penalties. But you got to be physical. You can't board. You can't high stick. You don't take those kind of penalties. (coughs) But... You need to continue to forecheck aggressively, to take the body, to be aggressive enough to wear down the Carolina Hurricanes because you abandon the style that makes you successful, I guarantee you are not going to win the series. And so you need better goaltending, you need to be physical, can't take more penalties, And then the other thing is special teams. The power play, we know how bad it's been all year, not just all series. Maybe there was a little ray of hope 
the first five or six games after Bo Horvat arrived, when before Matthew Barzal got hurt, uh, where the power play was a little bit better. But look, 30th power play in the league. The Islanders have one power play goal in this series, and they've given up more than one shorthanded goal. So the power play and the penalty kill both have to be better. Carolina has been getting a lot of power play goals in this series, two of them in the last game. Can't give them up. Can't give them up. they got to be better on the penalty kill, and the power play at least has to break even. Can't give up any more shorthanded goals. Getting another power play goal would be a godsend, but at the very least, the power play has to not defuse the momentum that this team has been getting five-on-five for large chunks of this series. When it's five-on-five, the Islanders seem to carry play more often than not. But when they have the power play, or when they're shorthanded, the Islanders have been a disaster. And they can't afford that under any circumstances. So hopefully, hopefully, the Islanders are able to not give up any pow- uh, any goals when they're shorthanded and not give up any goals on the power play. And at least when they're on the power play, get some quality chances. Create and do the things you need to do. Lane Lambert said at practice on Monday, he's not changing the lineup of the power play. The guys who are out there on the first unit are going to be the guys. And the guys who are out there on the second unit are going to be the guys. He said, we have, these are the guys that have to get it done. So now they actually have to go out and get it done. So look, important things, finish when you get the chance, be better on special teams, be more consistent on your breakout, be physical and get the goaltending that Ilya Sorokin is capable of giving you. Sorokin especially on the road here in Game 5, is going to have to be a difference maker for the New York Islanders. He can't just be good. He has to be great. And hopefully that's what we see from Ilya Sorokin because I can tell you right now, the Islanders are going to have to... If they don't win this game... There are a lot of jobs on the line for this team. Plain and simple. There are a lot of jobs on the line for this team. And look, this is their chance to keep this team together a little longer and to keep this series on a little longer. You get back to the to the UBS Arena for Game 6. We'll see what happens. Don't forget, though, Game 5 tonight, 7 o'clock Eastern time. Big game, winner go home. Catch every moment of this important playoff game and an Islanders hometown broadcast on Sirius XM on the SXM app. Just search Islanders. We have got more to get to on today's show. We will have some of your questions answered, plus our Islanders birthday of the day. We've got a lot more to get to on today's Locked On Islanders podcast. Today's episode is brought to you by Game Time. Buying tickets to your favorite events shouldn't be stressful. Game Time is the fast and easy way to buy tickets for all sports, music, comedy, and theater near you with killer 
deals on last minute tickets and their best price guarantee so you could stop stressing over the tickets and start getting hyped for the fun you'll have. Forget planning months in advance. Game Time has deals on tickets right up to the day of the event. Get exclusive flash deals on tickets for football, basketball, baseball, concerts, comedy, theater, and more. And the Game Time Guarantee means you'll always get the best price. If you find tickets in the same section and row for less, Game Time will credit you 110% of the difference. Snag the tickets without the stress with Game Time. Download the Game Time app, create an account, and use code LOCKEDONNHL for $20 off your first purchase. Terms apply. Again, create an account and redeem code LOCKEDONNHL for $20 off. Download Game Time today. Last-minute tickets, lowest prices guaranteed. All right, let's get to a couple of your questions here. Uh, This one is from Ryan. He says, hey, Gil, um, just thought of this, but how big of an impact do you think Oliver Wallstrom would have had on the regular season and now in the playoffs if he was healthy? Well, Ryan, first of all, thank you very much for the question. I can't give you a clear answer because realistically, Oliver Wallstrom is an unproven commodity. He has some shooting ability. He has a heavy shot. He has the potential to be a 20, maybe even a 25 goal scorer if he stays healthy. But he is far from consistent. And look, this season, the Islanders were ranked 22nd in the league in goals scored. And 30th in the league on the power play. If Oliver Wallstrom would have scored 25 goals, and he scored 7 in 35 games, so he was on pace for about 15 or 16 goals. But if, let's say, he played 82 games and he scored 25 goals, so the Islanders would maybe be 19th or 18th in the league in goals. Maybe the power play goes up to 25th, 24th. I I think he helps... But I don't think at this stage in his career, he's a difference maker. Uh, At least he hasn't proven yet that he's ready to be a difference maker. But again, thank you for the email. And I'm hoping, I'm hoping that we see Oliver Wallstrom healthy next fall and ready to make contributions and prove that he is indeed ready to be that 20, 25 Final upside might be 30, but I think that's greedy. But if you can give me between 20 and 25 goals from Wallstrom on the second or third line, I think you would be very happy to take that uh, production from Wally. Uh, Next one comes from our friend Thomas. Gil, how are you? I'm a little nervous for Game 5, but I hope they will win. They just have to stay out of the penalty box and have a good breakout. Yes, those are two things that we did say. Do you think Coach Lambert should put Josh Bailey in tonight? He is good and experienced in the playoffs. Be safe. Thank you for an awesome podcast. Let's go Islanders. Thomas, thank you so much for the email and for the kind words about the podcast. Look, I know Josh Bailey has the playoff experience. I just don't see at this stage of his career where he fits in to this lineup. Who do you bench? Do you sit fashing, which reduces your physicality, which is something we discussed 
they're going to need if they're going to have a chance to pull off the win. Uh, you know, that, that becomes a question. Do you sit Matt Martin? Again, that reduces your physicality, maybe adds uh, a little offense to the fourth line. I can't see really what he does. Now, if someone gets hurt, Josh Bailey would be the first guy I would plug in. And you're right when you say he has in the past, as, as early, uh, as recently as two years ago and three years ago, you know, the Islanders don't make the conference final in 2020 and 2021 without the contributions of Josh Bailey. But this year, in 64 games, Bales had 25 points. So that's about a 30-point pace over 82 games, maybe 32 points. Uh, you're talking about an 11-goal scorer if he plays all 82 games. I like Bailey's vision when he's on his game. He can make some good passes, but I'm hesitant to go with him just because I think you put Bailey in, you remove physicality from the game, and the Islanders kind of need that physicality. But it's a, it's a good question. Uh, I, I just don't think that we have a, a very good answer. So... Look, this is a big game tonight, and I'm hoping that the Islanders find a way to pull it off. They haven't been that far away, and I think that's a big part of it. But again, don't forget, 7 o'clock Eastern time tonight, Game 5, Islanders-Hurricanes catch every moment of this big playoff game with an Islanders hometown broadcast on SiriusXM on the SXM app. Just search Islanders. So, time for our Islanders' birthday of the day, and this guy was a fan favorite. Yeah, it's the 39th birthday, it was on Monday, of former Islanders center Franz Nielsen. Nielsen, drafted by the Islanders in 2002 in the third round, came over in 2006-2007, became a regular by 2008-2009, had a pair of 20-goal seasons with the Isles, his best year, 2013-2014, 25 goals, 58 points that year. But what was Nielsen's specialty? He was a solid two-way player, a solid second-line center, could kill penalties, could help on the second power play unit, but boy, oh boy, in shootouts, was he magic. One of his better games as an Islander, we go back to October 25, 2014, at the Nassau Veterans Memorial Coliseum, the old barn, the Dallas Stars in town. And in that game, Franz Nielsen got a hat trick. He was a plus two. He netted the game-winning goal and led all Islanders players with six shots on goal. Islanders beating the Dallas Stars by a score of 7-5. to five. And yeah, it was an empty net goal with one second left on the clock that gave Franz Nielsen the hat trick. So, happy birthday to the great Dane, Franz Nielsen. He is our Islanders' birthday of the day. I want to thank everyone for making Locked On Islanders your first listen today and every day. Every dayers, tomorrow on the show, we'll have our key takeaways from Game 5. And uh, we'll either be starting to talk about the season that was, or we'll be looking ahead to Game 6 back on Long Island 
But uh, make sure you join us for that. And again, we're here every day, Monday through Friday, with all the latest Islanders news, notes, happenings, and analysis. Have a great day, everybody. Stay safe. And of course, let's go Islanders.